It's time for a pause in your day. Welcome to a podcast where we press the pause button on our busy lives for a few moments, and we focus on God's Word with Sharon and Nicole. We pray this is a time of refreshing for you. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 123. We are calling it Good Work. Let's start by talking about work. Sharon, what kinds of jobs have you had over the years? <laughs> well, a ton. <laughs> Nicole, I just did everything, I guess. I started out babysitting, as I think most girls did back when I was young. I graduated to cleaning houses <laughs> and hostessing at a restaurant. I wasn't old enough to waitress at first. Mm. From there, I waitressed my way through college. Nice. And then I also lived with a lady who had multiple sclerosis, and I was oh, paid by the state to help her with her daily tasks. Oh. I loved her so much, Nicole. Oh, I bet. It really was wonderful. And looking back on that, she really prepared me well for the days of caregiving with Dad Gamble. Mm. So that was good. Who knew? Um, I taught junior high students. I worked for a radio station in the advertising department. Okay. I raised two sweet daughters, so there was <laughs> the mother gig <laughs> yes. that went on. I taught piano lessons. I worked for Moms in Prayer. I was a receptionist at Portsmouth Christian Academy in the oh, summers. That's was, so fun. I was the summer face. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and now... I direct Sweet Seal Ministries. Mm. So just a, you know, a few just jobs. A few things, just a my few goodness. Things. <laughs> and, you, and you know what's kind of funny? I majored in history. Did you? At Gordon <laughs> College, and I have yet to do any history related job. So perhaps in my 90s, I'll find a job in find history. something else. I, yeah, and use I that degree. <laughs> yeah. Because when I was a teacher, I taught my, um, my minor. English yeah. and French, which I should never have been allowed to teach. I didn't know enough. Um, but anyways, I've totally loved the variety of jobs. Mm. And I have to say, this current job running Sweet Sealer Ministries is my second favorite. Oh. First favorite is always mama and grandma, but oh, sure. second favorite. How about oh, you? nice. Well... <laughs> We're so similar. We've both had a variety of jobs for sure. Um, I also started babysitting at the ah. age of 10 for a family friend. Wow. She started with two kiddos and she ended up with eight. But I only babysat <laughs> up until she had, I think, five. <laughs> they moved away. Um, so I babysat. Um, I also cared for an elderly woman with Parkinson's disease. Wow. I would bike over to her house and do her hair for her and just visit with her and clean her house while her husband would go shopping or do. That's sweet. Yeah, odds and ends. Yeah. So kind of funny. Um, I also would um, house sit for people with dogs mm-hmm. and if they're going on vacation. And then I worked at JCPenney's for a while in the men's suit department. I would measure and fit suits. And then I was over in the jewelry department for a while. And that was so fun. Oh, I loved I'd... helping people pick out things for their, you know, an engagement ring or something. Or <laughs> so then after college, um, I became a dental assistant and worked in several different dental offices. Um, and I actually, I, I cleaned computers for a while, too, over the summer huh. at a local school district. That's where um, I met Josh, actually. He was interning there as a technician. That is so and cute. And I was cleaning computers. I'm like, oh, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I cleaned computers. Um, then I worked at a crisis pregnancy center for a few years um, as a client advocate. And then I trained as a lactation counselor to help the new moms for a while. So Aww. that was really fun. I loved yeah. that. Um, oh yeah, then I had a few babies in there. <laughs> then there's that mom gig that you never quite you never quite finished with that one. Never. Yeah, and so currently I am momming these four brilliant and busy ladies, and um, I'm a dog owner and breeder. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also helping with email for that. And now I am a podcast co-host with Sweet Seal Ministries. Look at you. <laughs> Do you know what is fun about this? You know how when you're trying to choose your college and you're trying to choose what you'll do for the rest of your life, yeah. it's this big, huge decision. And oh, if you yeah. get it wrong, you know, life will never be the same again. Right. And yet, look at the variety of jobs we've held. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It and really nothing is. to do with like that one, like what is your one path for the rest of your life? I was paralyzed trying to decide that. Oh, yeah. And dental assisting is such a small part of my life. I've done so many other things that I have loved and that God has used. Mm-hmm. So it's okay young, mm-hmm. overwhelmed high schooler. <laughs> you will not ruin your life by choosing the wrong career path for a few absolutely years. Absolutely <laughs> not. And there's time and a lifespan to do a lot of fun oh, things. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy. Okay, well, today okay. we're finishing up our study of Paul's letters to the Thessalonians. As Paul finishes this last letter to them, he talks about a lot of different things. But one of the themes is how then should we live and work Mm. in light of troubled times and in light of being believers in Christ. I think this chapter is really relevant to all of us today. So how about we start? (laughs) (laughs) I'll begin with chapter 3, verse 1, and we'll read the whole chapter back and forth before we study verse by verse. So here we go, 2 Thessalonians 3.1. Finally, that's kind of a clue. It's the last (laughs) chapter. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes, just as when it came to you. Pray, too, that we will be rescued from wicked and evil people, for not everyone is a believer. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And we are confident in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we commanded you. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they received from us. For you know that you ought to imitate us, We were not idle when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night, so we would not be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Take note of those who refuse to obey and what we say and to... Take note of those who refuse to obey what we say in this letter. Stay away from them so they will be ashamed. Don't think of them as enemies, but warn them as you would a brother or sister. Hmm. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting, (laughs) Paul. I do this in all my letters to prove they are from me. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. I love that ending part. It's so I funny. I love it. I love it. Okie dokie. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to break it down and examine each verse one at a time. I'm going to reread verse one as we begin to dig deep. I love this part. I know. It's yeah. 
Okay, so my verse, verse 1. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes, just as when it came to you. Prayer matters. Mm. It matters. Jesus told people to pray. Paul begs for prayer Mm -hmm. all the time. I don't completely understand why things happen when we pray and don't when we don't, because God can do whatever God wants to do. But he chooses to act when we pray. Mm. And over and over we see this as Paul says, pray, pray, please pray. So something is released yeah. Um, when we do the prayer thing. so And I love what he's praying for, that the message will be spread. He's passionate about getting the message out to the Gentiles mm. all around the world. Right. So so spread rapidly, and that it'd be honored. Because so often it wasn't, and he would get booted out of another town. <laughs> right. right? Poor guy. Poor guy. I know it. But that's what he wants. He wants mm. the message to be heard and to be honored, just oh, as when it came to them, because the ones he's talking to believed it and honored it. Right. Oh, I know. Well, verse 2 says, pray too. So he's continuing asking more specifically for more things. Pray too that we will, we will be rescued from wicked and evil people, for not everyone is a believer. So mm. it's interesting. He does see the value in prayer, and he's also giving them a specific thing. Yes. And it's not, you know, help me not to be harmed and be wealthy. And, you know, it's a very unselfish prayer. It's a very good one. Please help me be rescued from evil people. (laughs) Uh, But it's a warning too, I think, that, you know, not everyone is a believer. It's a reminder that we are fighting against some very wicked Mm -hmm. and evil people. Mm -hmm. No, but I think there's also a little bit of grace in that for not everyone is a believer, that statement, because it's a it's a reminder that, you know, we have the grace of God, but they don't. So they are wicked and evil because they don't they're not a believer. So there might be a little bit of grace in there too, like a reminder, like, hey, yeah. This is worth the fight. <laughs> uh-huh. I kind of like that thought, too, because uh, we we need to give grace to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. They they aren't free yet. Yeah, They don't know that they've been saved and they'll be loved forever. Right. So right. they're probably very much unhappier. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> yes. So, oh, that's so cool. Okay, verse 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil ones. So he's just talked about rescue and mm. evil people, and not everybody's believing. But so now he's kind of almost comforting. But mm. God is faithful. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to freak out and be scared. He strengthens and he guards us. So mm. we can rest in that. So we're to be aware of evil, but we're not to be cowed by yeah, it. Yeah, afraid to leave the house yeah, because it's everywhere. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. <clears throat> and then verse four, and we are confident in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we commanded you. So I love that he says confident, like <laughs> you just said, so we're not cowering. Um, but also, he's so good at encouragement, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, we're confident that, that you are doing, so you've been doing it, good job, and will continue to do the things we commanded you. So that's that exhortation. It's a keep it yes. up. You guys are doing great. Keep, keep doing going. great. Yeah. yeah. So encouragement and exhortation all in the same yeah. breath. And boy, isn't it easier to, to please someone who is pleased with you? Oh, sure. You just want them to keep applauding. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a good reminder, too. I think sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to be a Christian and do the right things. And sometimes you get weary and think, well, I've been doing good. I'll take a little break. It's like, no, keep doing it. Keep going. (laughs) Don't stop. Don't stop. That's a good reminder. (laughs) Verse five is another one of those little blessings. Mm. I love finding them. I just do. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God 
and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. So mm. there's three blessings in here that he wants their hearts to be led into a full understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. Sometimes we don't fully understand right. who God is and what we have in him. Mm-hmm. So to pray for someone um, to have that understanding is a wonderful prayer and an expression of the love of God that we fully express God's love to others. Mm. I need prayer for that. Yeah. I don't always feel like expressing God's love for others. <laughs> no. And I want to fully express that. He's so patient, mm-hmm. which leads to the third patient endurance that comes from Christ. And patient endurance has been a word that God has really laid on my heart because mm. of all the difficulty I've had with hearing. And um, sometimes he doesn't heal. Sometimes he says, I have to patiently endure. <laughs> but I can, and yeah. I can be patient in it because that comes from Christ, Christ's spirit living within me. Right. Oh, yeah. that's so yeah. good. And then verse six, he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the the tradition they received from us. So again, he's kind of pulling them in as brothers and sisters. We're a family, you know, and he's giving this command in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not Paul trying to set up something on his own. So he's kind of backing Mm it. Uh, but this is interesting to stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the traditions. It is. So I just think of like as parent, your parents tell you when you're a little girl, you know, like who pick your friends carefully because who you're with is who you become. And mm-hmm. I think he's saying the same thing. Like the people we spend the most time with that we share life with, it, they influence us powerfully, whether we know it or not. So mm-hmm. if we're hanging around with believers who are not following God's commands and who are idle, it's so easy just to settle in and be idle with them too. So this is a really good reminder um, to be careful who we hang around with. Yes. It's so much easier to slip into old habits of sin than to constantly be on guard to be a good example. Especially with believers because you're family, so you assume it's a safe place to just... That's so true. You're more like when I'm with my friends who don't know Christ, I'm definitely more guarded and cautious. But with my believers, oh, we're all Christians, it's fine. You can get into more trouble that way. (laughs) You actually can. And you can walk away from the tradition that they received, which is basically the Word of God. Right. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that that's a part of it, that they don't follow the tradition they received. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because idleness leads to not studying the Word. Idleness leads to not, you know, being a regular... Uh, regularly in fellowship, right. you know, we get really lazy. Well, yeah. I, the, I that's true. The idleness really does open the door to so many other sins, mm-hmm. I think, because mm-hmm. you're just hanging around with nothing to occupy your time. And <clears throat> our natural inclination is to sin. So our mind is going to find yeah. those ways that aren't good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And idleness leads to selfishness. Right? Oh, sure. It yep. does. So, hmm. Okay, then. <laughs> uh, verse 7. For you know that you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you. Mm. So Paul's not asking them when he tells them to work hard to do something he didn't do. Right. He worked hard. He was not idle. He was a tent maker. And so he took his profession with him, Mm. and he still sewed. I don't know what he did. I guess he made tents, right? (laughs) Right. That would involve sewing, I I think, think of some kind, or weaving, or whatever's. Whittling the stakes. Quite frankly, I have no idea how you make a tent. (laughs) I don't know, especially back then, it was different materials. Yes, but whatever it was, (laughs) Paul did it. Right. (laughs) Oh, that's good. 
And then number uh, verse number eight, we never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night, so we would not be a burden to any of you. So I think sometimes we get in it in our head that work is bad, <laughs> like, oh, work. But work existed before the fall. Yes. They were working in the garden. God gave mm-hmm. them a purpose and a job, and mm-hmm. it was a joy to them. Mm-hmm. So I think when we think of work, it's we're all, it's work, but no, it's good for us. It's good for us to do what God it has is. called us to do, to bless, bless others by it. And I think Paul did a great job of, of illustrating that. It's so true. That's such a good point. I always take the month of July off. We have mm. the Sela rest month, right? Yeah. And I laze about and am idle. It's delightful. <laughs> and do you know what? <laughs> yeah, it is. And yet at the end of the month, I'm kind of Bored, mm. you know, and I'm ready to go back to a to-do list and seeing things accomplished. Yes, yeah, it does yeah. feel wonderful. To it have. does, yeah, it does. So, okay, verse nine. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. So, right here, he's he is pointing out that um, the workers are worthy of their wage. He mm. he could have had them pay for him. He was working in terms of teaching the the scriptures to them, in terms of healing people, in terms of listening to their sad stories. He was a pastor. Pastors get paid. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he had the right, but what he chose to do instead was demonstrate a work ethic Mm. because he wanted them to follow the example of a work ethic, Right. even though as a pastor, he didn't have to do that. Right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then 10 says, even while we were with you, you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. (laughs) Do you know that was the motto of Jamestown and the early settlers? That's what I think it was John Smith had said to the, I can't remember which which person it was, but he said, those who don't work, don't eat. So it's a very practical and necessary command at certain times, because if you had to feed all these people in a limited amount of food, you got to work for it. (laughs) That's exactly right. And everybody has to work for it. Yes. So that's good. I think, you know, obviously this is not referring to those who cannot work or who are in need, just as a side note to remind us. But if you are completely able to, to not be that burden as Paul said we didn't want to be a burden to you mm-hmm. if you see people that come and just always ask you for things and never it's like ugh, you're not excited to see them you don't want to be a burden on anybody no there's no. there's such a gift in being able to bless others and to be blessed at times when we fall on hard times yes but to be that person you don't no. want to be that person you don't want to be that person. that's not a good witness of christ to always be like hey could i you know yeah, no one wants yeah. to be around that yeah i had a friend who said to me because she was going through hard times she said i am so tired. She's Southern. I'm so tired of being pitiful. (laughs) Bless her heart. No, (laughs) that was perfect. So, but yes, being pitiful on purpose. Yeah. You know, she wasn't being pitiful on purpose. um, (laughs) It's not a good thing. So, okay. You know, if we would love to feed you, here's a job. Right. There's a job. Yeah, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, verse 11. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. So there now we're going back to the, how idleness, laziness, um, sloth mm. actually makes you a not nice person in other mm. ways. They have nothing to do except mess with other people. Right. Right? Yeah. You, you become selfish and not wanting to serve. Mm-hmm. And instead, you're critical. 
mm. of other people. You're kind of justifying your own laziness. Kind of sitting back watching everyone else. Mm. And yeah, yeah, that's funny because I wondered why, like why idleness, why highlight idleness as the thing to mm-hmm. come against? It doesn't mm-hmm. seem too terrible in and of itself, yeah. Yeah. but it is such a slippery gateway sin to so many others, it isn't is, it? Because it's self-indulgent. Yes. And when we start just self-indulging, mm. we're actually less happy. Oh, than true. when we have accomplished things and blessed others. And we're looking to fill that on, well, yeah. we're looking to fill that on happiness and looking, you know, I think of King David when he was idle. Yes. What a mess that started. Yes, it <laughs> did. Exactly so. Good it's example. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pick on David. Yeah. <laughs> so verse 12 says, we command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. <laughs> So again, Paul is not saying this for his own gain. Like, no. Oh, so we could get more. He's concerned about them. He mm-hmm. knows, like you said, they're not really happy. This is not what they need to be doing. Settle down and work because it's better to do that. Than, so much better. Yeah. So much better. Absolutely. Verse 13. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Hmm. And you know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but in school, here's an example. (laughs) I would be doing a group project. I hated group projects in school because I was a firstborn and I (laughs) wanted to do it right. So I would do 95% of the group project Mm -hmm. so that I'd be sure that we got a good grade on it, right? right? (laughs) It was done right. And you can get really tired of like, how come I am doing most of the work? Right. right. Well, because you march right in and take over, Sharon, that might be and it. People are like, oh, sure, go for it. <laughs> but but point being, <laughs> we can get weary, especially when we see other people not doing the same, that comparison yeah. thing oh, that is yeah. so dangerous. And he's saying, uh-uh-uh, don't get tired of doing good. Hmm. I love that. I need to remember good. that. It's, you know, if we don't get tired of doing good. I can't remember the verse, but it's never grow weary of doing good for in due season you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. That is a verse in one of the Pauline letters. Mm. And, you know, that's the point. When we don't give up, there's a harvest that comes from it. Yes. So. No, that's good. Because he's yeah. been focusing on the idle people, but the ones that are doing a good job, it's like, well, I've been working really hard and I'm, you know, <laughs> I've oh, yeah. been, <laughs> uh-huh. it's so easy to get that attitude. So. Mm-hmm. Then he says, now, oh, 14, I'm skipping ahead. Verse 14 says, take note of those who refuse to obey what we say in this letter. Stay away from them so that they will be shamed. So that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that's more referring to if we're walking with God and following him, there's natural blessings that come from that. There's that peace that comes from doing what God has put before us. And we, we emanate God's that peace and God's love and blessing from our lives. So I think if we stay away from them, they're not receiving that right peace and the benefit, the reaping the benefits of our I don't know following God. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe that's it. I'm trying to think how else they could be ashamed from if we stay away from them. Yeah, but that was kind of tricky to think through. Yeah, that yeah, uh, it is kind of tricky. But th- evidently, that's what will happen. And it's not so that they will be beaten up. Right. It's so that they're like, oh, I want to go back and help. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's it, looking over at the little community garden and everyone's yeah. working hard and they're sitting by yeah. themselves. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's more of an isolation, not an isolation, but kind of. Kind of. Like yeah. you're isolated if you choose the wrong thing. It's not fun over there, so right. come back quicker. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And we'll they're settle kind of, on that. It's kind of <laughs> self-choosing it too. That's you know, true. Because they, they can work. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but f- verse 15 softens it a little bit. It says, <laughs> don't think of them as enemies, mm. but warn them 
as you would a brother or sister. So I love that because the end goal always is that there'll be a return to fellowship. Yeah. It's never permanent get out of here. Right, or ever. judging or shaming. It's no. like, well, this is the natural consequence of your sin. Right. It's got to sting so that you come back. Right, exactly so. We had a, a, an incident in Germany when we were in a German church where a woman started attending our church who had chosen Germany because the welfare system was better than France. Oh. And so she moved to enjoy welfare. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that was unique. Um, so we worked really hard with her for a long time. We showed her how to work, live on a budget within the welfare system right. um, so she wouldn't run out of money. And then she would repeatedly go out to restaurants and spend all her money and then ask us to feed her oh, no. for the rest of the month. And so we did. We stopped feeding her. Yeah. And I can remember her coming over and saying, I'm really hungry. And I'm say, and me saying, we did show you, you know, and all this mm. stuff. And then she finally, she went to another church and she did it with like for a few other churches. And eventually everybody kind of got tired of it. Yeah. And she came back to me and she said, why? And she let me tell her. Wow. And I said, oh, you always... You are always taking. You mm. need to give. Yes. If you if you offer to work in the nursery, if you mm-hmm. offer to serve in some way, you're going to be so much happier. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I, I fed her that day. Oh, that's nice <laughs> and, of you. <laughs> yes. But anyways, she reformed. She went oh. back to school. She became a nursing home assistant. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Sharon, that's wonderful. Isn't that the sweetest ending? Wow. That's a perfect example for this passage. I know. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was it worked. Really, it actually did. But it was really painful in the middle. Oh, sure. Well, because you don't want to tell anyone that's hungry and send them. It feels wrong. It does. It does. If we hadn't spent like five months watching her not do anything right. we advised, we couldn't have done it. So and that line between grace and enabling, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard sometimes. We really have hard. to lean on God to know when we need to stop, hold, you know, hold back and go, okay, yep. now you must feel the consequences. Yes. You don't continue to sin. Right. right. So exactly. it is a grace. It just yeah. feels hard. Hard. <laughs> it does. But it, it ended well. God, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> then verse 16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times. And in every situation, the Lord be with you all. I like this verse. <laughs> yes. After some hard commands to, you know, kind of push away or um, withhold some of the blessings from those who are idle to come back to the Lord himself is going to give you peace. And he's with us in all circumstances, even in hard ones where we say no yes. <laughs> to people. Yes. He will. Yeah. The Lord be with you also. I like that verse. I do too. Verse 17 is fun. In my translation, it was in capital letters. Yes. Kind of cute. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting, Paul. I do this in all my letters to prove they are for me because he had to guard against people pretending they were him. Even back then, people were pretending to be someone they weren't. Weird. That's interesting. Do you think he had someone write his letters for him? Usually, I think he had a scribe, but he would sign it with his signature, which evidently even back then they'd recognize as Paul's signature. Yeah. So it was like, this is really me. Wow. That's interesting. And then verse 18 says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. What a beautiful ending to his letter. So lovely. Yeah. So now it's time for our three questions. So, <laughs> Nicole, what was your favorite verse? Oh, verse 16. <laughs> May the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times in every situation. Just the the promise of peace in every situation. And the Lord be with you all. Like He's with us through everything, he good is. and bad. And mm-hmm. it's his peace. He is the Lord of peace. He is. Himself. Himself. Yes. And we have him. It's yeah. just such a beautiful reminder. I love that. How I about chose, you? I chose verse three, but the Lord is faithful. 
He mm. will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Oh, that's a good Just one. Just the too. reminder that I can trust him. Yeah. 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 So, what did I learn about God from this passage? I'll start on this one. <laughs> Number one, he strengthens us. Number mm. two, he guards us from the evil one. Number three, he moves when we pray. Yeah. And number four, he is the Lord of peace, and he gives us that peace. Mm, that's so good. Those are mine. What that's about good. you? Well, I said that he is practical, too. He gives very practical advice. <laughs> yes, he does. Very practical follow-through for these things. Um, and he's just. He calls out mm-hmm. sin fairly. Mm-hmm. You know, for those people who were working hard, I bet sometimes it feels like, oh, man, I'm doing good, but am I... Is it doing any good to do the good? And to be called out and reminded to keep on is so good. And that he called out, hey, these people need to be reminded not to be idle. So God is just. We can trust him. I like that part too. Yes. Yeah. And so what do we learn about living wisely in troubled times? Mm. I would choose friends wisely. Choose to surround ourselves with people who are Mm -hmm. going to encourage us and um, push us more toward walking with Christ and not that will distract us with idleness or gossip or whatever else. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote, go. I need to go about my work and doing good, no matter what anyone else is doing. Yeah, Sharon just needs to do Sharon. That's so yes, good. and we need to be honest with those who are flailing about, but do it in love. Yeah, and then lastly, pray, 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 <laughs> and then pray some more. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. <laughs> oh, heavenly Father, I thank you that you alone can minister mercy and justice in the right balance. Thank you for this chapter. Thank you for the reminder of the dangers of being idle and slothful. Help us to please you with our work ethic. Help us to please you with the way we serve. And thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. And you guard and protect and strengthen. And even when we're idle, you want us warned so you can bring us back to you again. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are so thankful for you, our listeners, and we hope you enjoyed studying along with us this fall. It's almost Christmas. Would you consider a gift to our ministry? We are working on several new projects next year, and we have a goal of gaining 10 more monthly donors. Whether you donate specifically to the podcast as a podcast partner or generally to the ministry, it would be such a wonderful blessing for us. Go to sweetsela.org donations. Your donation is also tax-deductible as we are a registered nonprofit ministry. We've got one more episode to share with you in 2023. We couldn't let this year end without at least one Christmas episode. Our last episode of the season is episode 124, Prophecy and Promise. Join us next week as we look at the Christmas story together. Until then, we hope you will continue to live wisely in these troubled times. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.